This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. For those of you who don't listen to the whole podcast till the end, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, consider joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash tnkgrl. That's patreon.com slash tanker. There's other tiers there, but that one of the tiers is you get the video version more rough and tumble, less edited, and you get it before the audio version, before the public mm. one. So yeah, it's exciting. And you get to see Jaime's beautiful face. I want to quickly touch on this weird C-band stuff because, oh my God, what, what kind of drama? You, you worked for the airline industry, so I want your perspective because my gut, this is my gut feeling. The FCC told the FAA years ago, this is happening at some point, be ready for it. And the FAA was like, la, 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 we don't care. And then the airline industry in general. And then here we are, the carriers are like, okay, we're doing it, we're rolling it out. And now they're all freaking out. I am sort of confused because these are completely different spectrums. Like they, they're completely different frequencies. Like by by the thousands. I know, but that's the problem here is that the plane. Some of the planes are using equipment that's not very good at you know cutting off the edges of those frequencies. Right? Well, they're close. Uh, if you look at uh, if you zoom back enough, they're close, right? And I think those radios that are in those seven seven sevens built in two thousand. 99, you know, whatever, whenever the first 777 shipped are probably not very good at, you know, discerning between C-band. And I get that, but you had 10 years to prepare for this airline industry. No, but the problem, here's the problem. The average, the average lifespan of a plane before it goes into midlife is 20 years. Yeah, I know. So you've got United Airlines flying 757s from the 90s. I know they do. They love the seven fifty sevens. Everybody uh, loves their seven fifty seven. Like I used to be a flight dispatcher of the seven fifty seven. I go. adore that thing. And so for me, it's probably the best plane ever built, which was which actually ended up being an accident. They had all these airframes from the seven twenty seven two hundred after after Eastern went bankrupt, and it just they had to figure something out with them. Um, but it's it's one of those things where, I, yes, they had ten years. But the problem with aviation is it's a very slow very well thought out market. And I just, I was not expecting this to be a problem just because of how different, like the frequencies are. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what like the, the, the. So the radio altimeters, as far as I know, are right budding right against C-band. So three gigahertz ish. And, and if you look, yes, there's enough space in between. But as I said, if you have a modern radio, like there's enough space. So where did you is is it in the Engadget article that it's the radio altimeter? Altimeter. It's radio altimeter. Yeah, well, that's what they're freaking well, out. The it's problem, very the, critical, right? Well, it, of course, it's it, it, it's what controls your ground proximity warning system. Yeah, I know. So, so you know the difference between the altimeter and the radio altimeter. Yeah, yeah, right? I know. The, alter, the altimeter is ground level, where yeah, the radio yeah. altimeter. This is the radio altimeter. So this actually like tells the, you, yeah. So I get this is critical. Ground level but height. Like I'm just saying, like if your radio altimeter receivers or transceivers are older, replace them with ones that can tune these signals and reject the C-band better. This is not rocket science. We've been doing digital radio for a long time, 20, yeah. 30 years now. Like That's why I'm saying the industry had time. I think what's happening is it's a cost thing. The airlines didn't want to spend the money upgrading the planes with those new radio altimeter that are better rejection of the no. C-band. No, the problem is, the problem, it's not that simple. The problem is, like, for example, if, if let's just say that they... Like when they implemented TCAS, which is your terrain, uh, yeah. like terrain, sorry, your traffic control awareness system. 
So like that's literally what, collide. yeah, exactly. And so the one TCAS has to talk to the other plane. Even then, even then, they've made TCAS a requirement only to either jet engines or planes that are heavier than 12,500 pounds in maximum takeoff weight. And so even then, the, the ruling doesn't apply to everyone. And so even if they make you, like, if they force you to adopt a new one, because, like, we're going to implement RVSM, and so you need, which is, like, the fact that you can fly 1,000 feet in separation of the other. Like, if you were going to implement RVSM, and so you need a different kind of TCAS, you have years to comply, because right. if, you, if you've if you got a fleet of 100 757s, yeah, it takes just long. do the math. Just do the math. It's expensive. Like, how does it benefit the airlines? And so I think that it wasn't just that the FAA was playing dumb. It's just that there is no benefit for these C-band. And like, first of all, who, who, who has to be, who, who should have done a better job is what, what is it? The FTC? In not yeah, licensing. The FCC, the FCC, though. Yeah. In not licensing a spectrum that can <laughs> collide. Can you imagine them licensing a spectrum that can collide with anything that has to do with television? You know that's never going to happen, right? You know that's never going to happen, and so but this I, is this is America. Remember, this is this is the land where you know the carriers lobby the government and say we need more spectrum, give us our spectrum. Oh, and the government goes, oh, we can have auctions and get billions of dollars in our coffers to auction out these things. So I think you're right. It's different industries moving at different pace. I just still feel like I'm not putting all the blames on aviation here. I think the the FCC and the carriers are definitely guilty too. But I feel like this last minute happening of the last few months of like this back and forth is really, you know, the airline industry kind of like just needs to adapt. Like, I mean, we it's need radio happen. communications it's, it's, more than we need flying right now. Like, you actually, and I actually don't here, agree to the, that, but here, here's the problem. L the, to not have a mid band 5G is just, not having a, a like a flavor of the same service. It's not like if people are going to die if they don't have it. You no. still have LTE. The problem, darling, is literally if you've got inter interference with your enhanced ground proximity warning system, you can end up in a oh, volcano. Oh yeah, no, this is a big problem. I am taking it very seriously. I just feel like they should have, you know, by now, ten years in, worked on together the fcc the faa to make this it shouldn't be like this impasse all of a sudden at the no, last minute no but i think that this is the reason why i'm confused because no when i started seeing the news i actually didn't read much into it because i'm like is this is this like it makes no sense because if you look at the at the frequencies that are used for radio communication and for TCAS, and for your transponder, which you you need that for your TCAS, and and for a, a lot of the, the 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 these elements, they're sort of like how do you call it? Like in Spanish, we call it blindado. Like they're sort of bulletproof. Like right, it's it's like there there's even enough like cushion redundancy. of spectrum, yeah, I know redundancy around them for this not to be a problem. So when I started hearing about it, I'm like, this kind of makes no sense because these frequencies are so separate from each other. If anything, I would have thought that millimeter wave, which behaves more like AM, which it which is H which is HF in in on, on airplanes, like you need an HF uh transmitter for you to be able to fly across the you know across the pond and stuff like that. If you're doing extended overwater operations. Um but I'm like I'm I'm like this kind of makes no sense like these frequencies are not even close to each other how could this like how could they not tell this or how could they not figure this out because i'm telling you right now 
if it has to be between aviation and C-band, I can tell you right now your C-band is dead. I can tell you right now. I'm not so convinced in this country. I can tell you right now. Here's the problem. The problem is that, and we can get even more technical and legal about this. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time for it. But it's, I mean, it's you not, and I should have a, an airplane podcast someday. We, we can, out about we, we can and, darling. The problem is that the United States can't just, but because they're, they're, they pretty much invented the Chicago Convention, they can't just back out of it because it involves like every single, like you have to understand that planes in Russia are retrofitted or planes in, in oh, the know. UK or in China are retrofitted compliant to be able to fly to this country. They have radio licenses that allow them, and you actually have to define which of your batch of planes can fly to the U.S. because not you can't apply these modifications to, to all everything, planes. Yeah. And so you can't just tell people, oh, we're launching C-band. And so you know what? Half of the planes that are certified to fly to this country legally are, not, are, not, are no longer capable. Darling, the, the lawsuits are going to be insane. It doesn't work that way. It's the other way around. Aviation takes priority. I mean, I think the issue here is that there's no overlap. There's a gap between them. But the biggest problem is older transceivers are not as good at rejecting the C-band, potential C-band interference. It's all very Hmm. potential. There's been some testing done and so far no problem. But, you know, airline industry, as you know, safety first, obviously. And, you know, they move slowly and... Remember how long it took us before they let us use our phones in the planes? And we all knew this wasn't going to be a problem. Yeah, we all all knew that it had nothing to do. It was completely different frequencies. But but the point is, it took them a really long time to get around. And I think that's what's happening right now. I think that there is a risk. It is higher than before because this C-band is close-ish. But they are freaking out about it. They want more buffer and obviously, that's not going to happen because the FCC has allocated, as you said, the fact that they even allocate. Anyway, we could go on. But the point is that I think that's why I'm so kind of like, what is going? Like, how can this happen? Listen, and that, that's the reason why when I saw the news, I'm like, I'm not even going to cover it on the daily because <laughs> it, like I that know, it, like it kind of makes no sense. But it, you would have to have a very knowledgeable mind on the industry to understand why. <laughs> I put I it under, in there I because understand. I'm like, hey, Jaime and I can nerd about airplanes for five minutes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, RJ from, from Race Point is like, oh, here he is. <laughs> let's talk planes. <laughs> well, he, he does listen to the show, so let's see what he says. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.